warning. The following podcast includes four-letter words and vulgarity and stories of trampy behaviour in that. Listeners of a sensitive disassociation, a sensitive disestablishment, listeners of a sensitive dis, 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 this fire is out of control. We're gonna burn this city, burn this city. Listeners who can't handle it should tune it. In it. Studio Sylvia Silversmith. Hello, everyone. And Marsha McDonald. Hey, peeps, what up? A couple of weeks ago, in the episode entitled Right Said Fred, we ended on a cliffhanger. Yeah, and Dookie, I, you know, I, I can't believe that people want to hear more about this. Like, you've actually had listeners get in touch with you asking what happened with my shitty writing class. Correct. And it's pretty, you know, it, it's nice that people are interested because I thought I was being just really boring about, you know, whining about the whole thing. You did whine about the whole thing. I did, thing. I know. It wasn't boring. And to, yeah, okay. And to recap, you recently joined a disappointing writing group. Yeah. And you mentioned all the reasons why this particular writing group is shit. Yeah. And at the tail end of the last episode, you surprised us with the news that you're going back. Yeah, well... You've been back. Tell me yeah, about it. Yeah, I mean, against yours and Sylv's better judgment but you know Sylv also has some nice uh, little uh, what do you call them nice little pills to kind of help me through it so uh, that you know I gotta I gotta you know the fact that you require medical intervention in order to participate Dookie, in I this group her. I have told her on n- numerous occasions and so all I can, she insists on going. So all I can do is medicate her. That's all I can do. A nice little cheeky two milligrams seems to do the trick so that she, she's only come back crying once. Success. Yeah, it's, it's pretty good. It's a uh, cheeky two milligrams and uh, decanting some uh, uh, vodka into my water bottle uh, is working a treat. Just to get me through the the hideousness. So you're mixing alcohol. I'm not. I'm not with, promoting this. With Valium, I presume. It's not good. I'm. I'm. Dookie, I have told her, do not mm-hmm. drink on top of this. So I'm going to start withholding the cheeky uh, two milligrams because I, I cannot have it on my hands if something happens to her. Isn't that the combination that killed the Rose? Bette Midler's Janis Joplin-esque character. Oh, did it? I believe so. Okay. Well, listen, anybody who's listening to this, you know, you're an adult. Do whatever you want. I'm not promoting this. I'm just saying that's, you know, it. And then people will ask, what, you know, you're, what, you're asking me, what, why I keep going when I have to medicate myself? So I don't, I, you see, the answer to that is I have no fucking idea. <laughs> you get, you get what I'm saying? I, I don't have need no... to ask the question. It's self-evident The only thing... that you need to consider why you're putting yourself through this. Dookie, I have to say that, you know, you and I have to band together against this horrible writing group that's making her feel terrible about her stuff. Uh, there is the other hand, though, that she's been writing like a demon. 
Hmm. which I have never seen her do before in all the time we've lived together. And I know that, right, Marcia, I know that you want to write a lot, but you've you've just need to be pressured into it. And now lately you've been writing like a demon. I have. It's like I need to go and have the skin flayed off my body by these bunch of people. One of whom hates me like the devil. I, I need them all to flay me alive just to get the words out. Right? So the, And the words are coming. So it's like I got to go to this thing mm. and like, I don't know, like, it's kind of like a, a revival or something where they're going to like save me from the non-writing person that I was. But the process that they're going to put me through is going to be really fucking hideous. Creativity for yourself is quite literally a painful process. It is literally and mentally painful. Metaphysically. Yeah, it's like, you know, it's like, you know, there's some Christian revivalists who, like, if you're gay, you know, they'll, and they find out, you know, they'll, like, lock you in a room for days on end, like, they're, like, they're trying to get you off heroin and, you know, just send the priest in to kind of perform this exorcism and you can't eat or, you know, and it just, and it's like, it's that, but instead of trying to get the gay out of me, they're trying to get the words out of me, right? Mm-hmm. Except in the case of the gay thing, it's not going to work, right? But with the words thing, it's and it's going to work. I'm confused. But yeah. in terms of being gay, you are out. And in terms of the words, they are helping you to get the words out. Exactly. So you are out and out. Yeah, that that's it, Dookie. That's it. So, you know, I've, I've been to... Since we last... You know, you since you let me put it this way, since you last let me rant in your studio, mm. you guys and all and all your amazing listeners who are like listening to this. And I thank you all. H- how many Sylv, how many classes have I been back to? I think it's been three. So I think she's been you've been <laughs> back to three because it's just counting out the meds you know Mm. and believe me dookie i'm very careful about what i give to her it's just counting it out and that's how i can count out how many classes sadly you can't count the number of vodka tonics i know well well, that that would be nine (laughs) oh really so you've you've had three Uh, each okay so Oh, can I words. tell you? All right. So w- <laughs> that's should, a combination. So can I just paint a picture of the last time we had the episode where you very kindly let me rant about this shit? And we provided names for yeah. each of the participants yeah. in order to protect the guilty. Can I just set the scene for the following week when I went back after that show? Please. Right. So. When was the last time it snowed in London? It has to be more than five years, surely. Um, it has to be. With global warming, it has to be. Mm. I mean, except for the occasional flake. But that night, was really, it was really hard snowing. Yes, yes, true. Yes, yeah, so I'm, I, I got my equipment, right? And I think... By equipment, your medication. Yeah, okay, so I got, I got my... Uh, do your listeners know that I'm I smoke too? I'm really sorry. You know, I'm just a I'm a tramp. I'm uh, that's I'm I know it's practically illegal nowadays, but I I smoke. I don't do it all the time. I don't do it in the house, right? No, she doesn't do it in the house. She doesn't do you know you hardly ever smoke. Yeah, so I hardly ever smoke, but only when I'm out, right? Mm. So and I got my I got my cigarettes, and I got my meds that. Sylvia has very kindly provided. Facts. Pills. Yeah. So, and I'm looking for a Marks and Spencers, right? Mm. Do you want to explain what a Marks and Spencers is for the people who might not know? It's a retail establishment which provides excellent food, drink, clothes. Marks and Spencers is really weird to like to North Americans because it's kind of like on the clothes front, it sells clothes and food. So... On the clothes front, it's kind of like Sears, 
You, you know Thiers. I do. It's kind of like Thiers, but on the food front, it's kind of like Whole Foods. So on the one hand, it's like really, you know, not all that great in terms of quality. Mm. But if you say you're buying your food and drink in Marks and Spencers, people go, ooh, you must be loaded or you must be, ooh, you must be really pushing the boat out. Isn't it? Isn't that weird like that? It is associated with the finer things in life. Yeah, the food, definitely. Mm. Not not the clothes, but the food. They do excellent smalls, excellent underwear. They do do nice, nice panties. Oh. If you can get to a Marks and Spencer's, you need to buy your smalls there because they are really good quality and they're really cheap. And... The rest of their clothes are really, I mean, um, you, you utilitarian is the you, word. Yeah, you don't want to go there, really. Yeah, it's mm. u- utilitarian, like Sears. But their food is amazing. If you're going there to buy your food, people will look at you like, oh, you shop mm. Marks and Spencer's. Oh. A special lunch? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so that, yeah, that's, so there's a Marks and Spencer's nearby where Fred lives, right? Yes, in the heart of Chelsea, off the King's Road. Yeah, in this really rich area, London, and Mm. we've called him Fred, and that's not his name. But I go into the Marks and Spencer's because you get their pre-mixed vodka and tonic there Mm. that it comes with two and a half measures of vodka, Whereas if you go to any other store and get the same kind of can mm. of premix, it only get you only get one shot. So two and a half shots. Two and a half shots per can. In quite a small can. In a small can, mm. and I buy three cans. How much of a tramp am I sounding like right now? Are you gonna title this episode Marsha is a tramp? No, but okay. you had how many milligrams of Valium. Well, Syl found out that I was drinking, so she she was giving me ten, but now she's only giving me two, which I think is is good of her because I shouldn't be doing that. And you're having seven and a half shots <laughs> of body <laughs> just to get through. Okay, so a writing group. So I come out out at the the station, and it's a straight walk down to the Marks and Spencers, and I'm thinking I got my cigarettes, I got uh, I got my two milligrams. I what I need to do is I need to go to Marks and Spencers and get my three cans, mm. and so because I'm a tramp, right? So it's snowing. Like a goddamn motherfucker, right? Mm. It is snowing like I haven't seen snow since I moved to this country. In Ohio, you've come across a fair well, bit of yeah, it. yeah, but not since then. I mean, I, wow. So, and I'm getting fucking soaked, right? <laughs> so I go into the Marks and Spencer and I get my cans. And then I think, shit, I got to decant it. Right? Mm. Now, this isn't something you want to do out on the street. Why the decanting? Because I'm American. You can't drink in front of other people if other people aren't drinking. That's the rule. You're in the UK. Yeah, I know. We're used to it. Plus, the Marks and Spencer V&T and G&T cans are quite elegant. It almost looks like it could be a health drink. Well, it is. I have to agree with Marcia on this one. (laughs) Really? Because, yes, whenever Uh, I've been like on a... I'm just an alky Brit then, am I? Yeah, no, it's just just when you grow up in the States, you know, if you you admit to having a glass of wine a week, you know, they drag you off to AA. So if I'm on a train coming home from work and I fancy a bit of a drink because it's been a hard day, I decant as well. Right. So by decanting... I think I got it from from Sylv. I think I got the idea to just decant, right? So what decant... Canteen uh, vessel are you using? Well, we've got one of those soda siphon things that you get these big bottles that comes with it so you can put bubbles in your water. Oh, yes, I know the one. Right, so they're clear, but vodka and sauna, just kind of, in a dim light, it looks like water. Mm. Right? So it looks like fizzy water, and, it, and people will assume, because it's in a soda siphon bottle, that it's fizzy water. So the participants, Stephanie, Frederick... And all those people were looking at you and just thought, oh, she really cares about her hydration levels. Exactly. And in reality, you're going to be knocking back seven and a half shots during yeah. the <laughs> this group. Yeah, so... And how long do uh, the like, writing groups last? Like a couple of hours, a couple right. of really long right. hours. <laughs> That's, and that's usually, an usually mid-week. I haven't. Usually I haven't eaten before I went because, I don't know, I've just been 
busy. So, you know, sometimes like I've just like, fuck it, I'll eat dinner when I get home. But that's not a good idea. Anyway. So empty stomach. Yeah. Valium. Yeah. Seven and a half shots. Yeah. Decanted or otherwise. If I don't win the fucking man Booker Prize from this pile of shit I'm trying to churn out, I swear to God, I, this is all going to be for nothing. <laughs> so, uh... I come out of the Marks and Spencer and it's and it's snowing like a motherfucker. And mm. I think, where am I going to decant this shit? Because the, there isn't any there aren't any parks around there. I mean, the the it's a beautiful part of town, but there's no parks. There are a couple of squares. Yeah, but those like, are, yeah. you know, you're not able to have access because you don't exactly. have a fucking key because, yeah, because you aren't a billionaire. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So. Mm. And I think, okay, so where am I going to decant? So I go into the Starbucks, and I hate Starbucks. And I think, well, if there I... There are other there, coffee oh, there retailers. There definitely other retailers, believe me. So I go in there, and I think, what I'll do is I'll order a coffee, and, and I'll sit down, and I'll drink a coffee, and I'll decant then. Mm. But it's such a tiny Starbucks that... And it was really crowded, especially for that time, you know, it was like, 6 30 and if evening. it was snowing like a motherfucker yeah it's a warm place serving warm beverages it was like the size of like somebody's you know average size living room and it was packed out right so mm. i think if i'm gonna decamp i'm gonna be sitting right next to somebody and i hate starbucks anyway so i think fuck it also did you bring a funnel specifically for this purpose no nah, i don't need a funnel i got it down to a funnel <laughs> right a seasoned expert. So I think, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go looking for another coffee shop, right? Like a Costa or a Nero. There's got to be one round. There used to be a Nero around there. Nero, we're great for decanting. Yeah. that. Hey, yeah, that should be there. Yeah. So I start walking and it's snowing like a fucking dick outside, man. I don't mm. know how a dick snows, but it snows, right? And I walk so far that I end up back at the station, I'm thinking this is ridiculous, and it's so posh around there that I that I see this kind of pub place, and I think, well, I'll go in there. But it's like a really, 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 really fancy bar where they wait on you at the table. Oh, it's not. I know the place. Do you know it that? It used to be a pub, but now it's not even a gastro pub. No, God. The it, waiters are like wearing tuxedos. Yes. Yes. I know exactly. The, the place that you're on about. Yeah, this isn't a just pop in, no. have a pint, no. relax, and no. then decant. So I go- Also decanting alcohol <laughs> in a pub. Yeah, yeah and you don't want to do Gastro that. Gastro or otherwise. And, you know- Not be, a good idea. Being American as well, I, I don't feel comfortable. You know, when you're American, if you're a woman in a bar on your own, it comes with a certain message- Right. Mm. That you don't necessarily get if you're a woman on your own in a pub over here. If you're a woman on your own in a pub over here, you're just, you know, like reading or something, whatever. If you're a woman on your own in a bar in the States, you're like maybe looking for a hookup or something. Mm. Or somebody's going to start having conversation with you or, mm. it, which, you know. So I've still got that where I don't want to sit on my own in a in a bar. Or, sorry, a pub drinking. Right. Mm. So and they're all too posh around there anyway. So. I go all the way back down the road again, and I find a doorway, Oh, which is the fire exit to some movie theater there, mm. right? You know the movie theater that's on that King's Road? Yes. And it's a, you know what these doorways are like? They're like totally, and they smell like piss. That was me. <laughs> so I, I, I'm like, fuck this. I can't find anywhere to decant this shit. So you've been reduced. <laughs> To decanting yeah. your vodka and tonic beverages in a dick-laden snowstorm in a piss-stained exit from a Chelsea cinema. So, it, at least it's posh piss. Um, well, yeah, it's the, the piss of posh piss. Drunk people. It's like, hmm, <laughs> that, that smells like the urine of the entitled. <laughs> so I'm standing there in this fucking dark doorway and people are walking by me, kind of looking at me like, and, I, and I'm kind of like pretending like, oh, hey, I just have to make a phone call right this minute, right? So uh, what I also don't want is anybody walking by to know what I'm doing. But you know what happens when you pop open a can? Psst. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Right? Mm. 
So were you ever like a kid in school, you having like an illicit Coke in class or something, and when you're trying to open it, you have to go <coughs> to, to, to mm. cover up the, the sound? I just pretended to have Tourette's. <laughs> Fuck, I'm so sorry. That is a very good idea. I'm going to do that the next time I'm decanting on a train. Because I'm with Marcia on that one. I don't want anybody to know that I'm decanting, but how do you cover up that, that, that sound? Mm. It's really hard. Yeah, well, exactly. So I'm standing in the doorway. The 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 road. The piss smelling doorway. Stinking to piss. The, the, it's snowing like a fucking bastard. It's freezing. Tons of people are walking by me, looking. You know, they're kind of looking at me like, "What are you doing?" And and I'm trying to pop open these cans in my bag without making any noise. So I'm having to go <coughs> every time I open a can. Right. Three times. Three times. Mm. And then. When you've got empty cans in, because I carry this big shoulder bag, in in a bag, right? What's going to happen to empty cans that are all next to each other? Oh, they're going to make a, a mighty percussive sound. <laughs> yeah, and, and nothing else sounds like that in the world, <laughs> right? You know, Dookie, because you know, you know your, your sounds. I do. Does anything else in the world sound like empty cans rattling against each other? No. In, in like just the normal course of going about your day or your evening. No. no nothing else. No. You can't excuse that sound. As a, oh, that's just my uh, pager going off because uh, I have a pager because it's 1980 or something. Mm. You can't. You're a drug dealer from 1990. <laughs> or, or, oh, that's just the sound my phone makes because uh, that's when the alcoholic I know calls me is a special ring. I've just farted, but hang on. I have had a procedure. It's a bit metallic sounding. Yeah, you can't. You can't say, so I think, okay, so what am I going to do with these empty cans? You could also play up on the idea that you really care about the environment and that you're collecting aluminium for the purpose of taking it to the local green... Yeah, but the fact is, is that nobody's... Disposal, uh, you, the recycling centre. That's could, the word. But, you know, nobody's going to ask you. Nobody's going to say, especially if they're not your friend, they're, they're not going to go, what is that sound in your in your bag? They're just going to go, oh, my God, she's a trampy alcoholic. And they'd be right. But so and it's funny you bring up the environment because there's trash cans all up and down the road. But I don't want to throw them away because I like to recycle because mm. Sylves really got me into this whole environment. Recycle everything. Uh so I have to carry them with me because there's no recycling places around, right? So I want to take them home. But God, I'm really sorry to your listeners. <laughs> so I'm so I decant. Was there any yellow snow by this doorway? No, it wasn't snowing that hard to where it was piling up just yet, except mm. on my head, right? Right. So, and with your hair. Snow is yeah, an enemy. Yeah, no, I mean, it ain't melting in a big, big hurry, let me tell you, with this head of hair, right? So I got these cans rattling around. I decant. And then I think, I look at my watch, and I go, fucking hell, I've still got, like, 45 minutes, because I'm such, I'm such an idiot. I always leave, like, way too early. So I still got, his, his house is only right there, and I've still got 45 minutes, and it's snowing like a motherfucker. What am I going to do? Mm. Right? Is it snowy like a dick or like a motherfucker? <laughs> Please decide. Can you see there why is a everybody just thinks I'm an amazing writer? Uh, <laughs> so I find a pub that's a little bit more like it looks like you can go in there and just sit and it's okay. It's not too mm. posh. It's not too, it's, you know, I just think by this time I don't even care anymore. I'm soaked through. I'm freezing. I've just decanted. So I walk in there. I order a vodka and tonic. <laughs> oh, so yeah. a double or a single? No, it had to be a single because I'm trying to be vaguely sensible. So by the end of this evening, you will have had... Exactly. Eight, <laughs> eight and a half shots <laughs> and two milligrams of Valium. I'm just keeping track. I'm not being judgmental. Dookie. Yes. I've read parts of her novel mm. and I can just, I just like to butt in here and say it is actually really, I do, and I don't, sorry, why did I say the word actually? I'm getting so British. It is really, really good. It is really good. Ah, thanks. That's nice. It's really good. So all of this is going into, all of this drugs and alcohol is actually churning out the goods. 
if you know what I mean. <laughs> Certainly. She might be Hunter S. Thompson. We might be shooting her remains out of a cannon, you and I. Mm. The words are really good. I've got to say, the name that springs to mind more so is Bukowski. Yeah, I don't know a lot. Was he the druggy guy? Uh, he was just a is hardcore he le- No, alcoholic. Hunter S. Thompson is Hunter leaving Thompson, Las Vegas. Yeah, uh, yes, Fear and uh, Loathing in. Okay, Bukowski was poet guy? Um, he did write poetry. Okay. And One of the beats, wasn't he? Yes. I don't came, know him that well. He either. came from that era. Hardcore alcoholic. Oh, hardcore alky. Oh, yes. Okay. But not drugs. With the amount that that man was drinking, he didn't need to be on the Marsha plan. Okay, so these people are churning out their words, right? So at least uh, thank you for saying that they're good in the order that they're in. That's nice. Um, so at least. So anyway, I'm in this pub and uh, a single vote cantonic. How, how much, Dookie? The city, London. The costs of really expensive it's an expensive place the location in this expensive yeah, no city doubt. yeah chelsea yeah king's road you'll probably normally get it. normally a single and you had tonic it's with sing- it single with tonic yeah i mean normally that might be around the five pound fifty mark yeah in a normal in a normal lucky. For for a single. Oh, incidentally, uh, a house single, or did you go for a premium single? Oh God, he didn't did even you ask. Ask for a specific kind. Oh, I of never asked. Vodka. Who gives a shit? Who gives a shit? Really? Do people really do that? Absolutely. See, I'm just getting More trampier so by whiskey, the moment. But also with vodka and and gin, they they used to have different bottles there. You can ask. I could see it with whiskey because some of them are peaty, mm-hmm. and that's disgusting. We remember when we had whiskey in Edinburgh, yes. Dookie, and and you and I were like trying them, just asking, please don't let them be peaty because you don't like peaty either. No, no. Yeah, but I the guess the non-peaty stuff I really like, though. Yes, that was beautiful. That was a beautiful. So I'm going to work out how much you paid for that single vodka and tonic, Chelsea, Kings Road. Goodness, I don't think it would be double digits. Nine pounds eighty. Yeah, well, yeah, not that bad. It was like eight pounds fifty. Right. But still, for a drink, how much is that in dollars? Oh goodness! I mean, that's, I'm not that's, great with exchange rates. That would be approximately. They're changing every day, so it's yeah. hard to say. Um, and also, the dollar's getting stronger by yes. the minute with everything that's going on. About eleven American bucks, I reckon. It's uh, a in lot these of parts. fucking money. Yes, for a drink. Mm. And he didn't ask me if I wanted ice, so he filled it up with ice. And I'm like, I'm already ice, but, you know, knock yourself out. So maybe you heard the American accent and did that stereotype thing that we have to have tons of ice and everything. So I sit down with this drink and I discover that my cigarettes and my meds are gone, right? Somebody had stolen them. No. Oh, you left them at... They're gone. They're gone, and I'm like, shit, man. Well, did you leave them at home? Did you no, leave no, them at Starbucks? No, no, because the last place I remembered seeing them was like, uh, when I left home, I knew where which compartment in my bag I'd put them right. in. And I think, shit, I think I've left them in the pissy doorway. Oh, no. Right? They must have fallen out of my bag in the pissy doorway. So what do I have to do with this fucking eight-pound drink is down it so that I can run across the road and search in the pissy doorway? Now, what do you look like when you're a woman of a a certain size with an enormous bag on your back, leaning over nearly on your hands and knees in a pissy doorway? You look like a bag lady. That's what you look like, Dookie. But to be fair, though, you were probably carrying a Marks and Spencer's carrier bag. No, my bag's big enough to... Dookie, this bag that she carries is big enough to carry your whole house. I mean, it's crazy. You should take her with her, you as a roadie, because you could just fit all your equipment in her bag. Yeah, that's, that's... So I don't need... So they were gone. So whoever decided to have a piss there got a... Some fags and some Valium. Somebody found some cigarettes, and when they went looking in my little case thing, they also found some meds. Oh, bingo. So good on them. I hope they had a good time with them, but at this point, I'm fucked. I'm really pissed off. 
So, mm. I finally, I get to Fred's house. For those people who might not remember, imagine like a 32-year-old yeah. Boris Johnson. Uh, I'm soaked through. Mm. I'm freezing. I'm pissed off. I got one vodka down me. I got another nine to go. Mm. Right? I went to take my two milligrams, and I remember they were in my, my cigarette case. I don't have them, so all I've got is alcohol. So you were Valium-free. Yeah, and I thought, you know, good, you know, that's probably good, but still. What do you want to know? What was the group like? Firstly, there was Bitchface, who was a judgmental person who called you annoying. I remember her. You had the, the thespian... We also had uh, uh, Babs, the... Okay. Uh, we called her Babs because she brought her baby to the first yes. one. Yes. Uh, so, the baby? No baby. There again. No oh, baby. Oh, right. Baby free. Baby free. Also, the asbestos issue. Yeah, the signs were down, but this time all throughout the stairs, there's like 10 flights of stairs to get up, is uh, like loads and loads of cable. Right. Like, I don't know what they're doing in there. So something, maybe something to do with the asbestos. Right. So, and the guy who said everybody must be able to speak basic Chinese. Oh, the Dave Edgars. Yeah, Dave Edgars. He's, he's, and it's, sorry, so that we don't get sued. It wasn't actually Dave Edgars. He just looked exactly like Dave mm. Edgars. And to the point where I don't even really know what his real name. He's gone. Thespian lady's gone. Haven't seen her. Uh, bitch face, who said I was annoying. And I'm not just saying bitch face because she said I was annoying. I'm saying that because she just treats me like shit. Mm. She and I are left in the room together because we both got there a little bit early. And I thought, you know what? The last time I said something to you, you bit my head off. So I'm not even going to go there. Mm. So you want uncomfortable silence or you say hello to me, but whatever. You gave her the monk treatment. Yeah. So I was like, I'll give you a choice. You can start a conversation or we can sit in uncomfortable silence. But I'm not saying. So guess what? Uncomfortable silence it was. Right. It's like, fuck you. I'm not going to say anything either. Exactly. I was like, OK, that's whatever. And you know what, Dookie, I was proud of. I didn't even get out, get out my phone like, like like you do in these situations. I had to kill time by like, just appearing thinking, busy. This is so uncomfortable. I'll just, oh, gee, I just have to look at the news on my phone. No, I just sat there staring at the wall. And I thought, you know, fuck it. What was she doing? Staring at the wall. Oh, goodness. So yeah. It was a stare at the wall down. So, uh, Babs is still there. And then we got a new, new person who we're going to call Bubbles. Bubbles. Now, I like Bubbles a lot. And the reason I call her Bubbles is because she's really bubbly. Okay. She's amazingly bubbly. Mm. So when she walks in, she breaks this uncomfortable silence by being nice and bubbly. Right? And she's really nice. There's a couple of other people. Hmm. So, um, we review a bitch face's short story, mm. right? Was it an annoying read? No, I mean, she's a good writer. She's, I'd like to say that she's not, but she is. So, uh, you know, we've all gone out of our way to write really long comments. You know, I read it twice so that I could comment on it. And we all blah, blah, blah. She doesn't say anything while we're all critiquing it. And then... It ends that portion of the evening and we all go to give her our comments that we've written down. And Fred says to her, hey, is there anything you'd like to say? And she said, yeah, well, none of these comments matter anyway because it's already been published back at home. Biatch. Biatch face. What a twunt. I wouldn't have let loads of people comment on it and then go, your comments don't matter because it's already published. And why the fuck are you having us critique it then, you stupid cow? But why go to a writing group, number one, if your attitude is just, tell me I'm fucking brilliant. Yeah. And even if you don't like it, it doesn't fucking matter because I've been published back home. Motherfucker. Exactly. So then... I wish that she wasn't so good, though. Yeah, I know, doesn't it? It just grates. That is annoying. It does great. It grates. So then who else is there? Uh, we also have Lisa Loeb. 
Oh. Lisa Loeb yes. from that video. I would imagine this is a woman with dark hair and glasses. Yeah, big statement glasses. Mm. And she's American, right? Right. So a fellow yank for yourself. Yeah. And, and you have bonded by default? Yeah, no, she didn't want to talk to me either. But oh. I don't think it's because she's horrible. I just think it's because she's really shy and intense. She's really intense. Like, I don't think she's ever laughed, like, once in her life. Mm. Like, ever. But, uh, so, we review Babs's piece. Mm. and Ooh, uh, baby. Which is also really good, right? Okay. She's annoying, but she's a really good writer. Mm. And Lisa Loeb says to her, yeah, but it's good, but basically you're just rewriting a book called Affinity by Sarah Waters. Oh, ouch. Ooh. And uh, Babs, ouch. for the first time ever, actually shut up with that shit you're right look on her face. Mm. And I wanted to turn to bitch face and go, ha, huh, I might be annoying, but at least I'm not derivative. You get me, bitch? <laughs> but I didn't. <laughs> By this time, I'm getting louder and louder because, you know, my, my soda siphon bottle had been full. Because, mm. you know, all of that liquid like fills up the whole, what is it, a liter? A liter. Sounds about right, yes. I don't really get liters, but yeah, it's a liter. It is a, uh, an amount of water. What is liter in, in American? <laughs> you are all about fluid ounces, aren't you? I'm not all about anything. So Anyway, we're all it, looking... It's, I, I, it must be around the kind of 32 fluid ounces. Oh, I see what you mean, like a, like a big gulp. Yes. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Yeah, you're good. So anyway, so it's half, it's half, I'm nipping from it and I'm fucking freezing because I'm soaked to, mm. to this bone, right? So it's, it's warming, right? Mm. So I'm, that's my excuse anyway. <laughs> and I'm, I find myself, you know, there's a part of my brain going, Marsha, you might want to tone it down because you're getting loud. Okay. Like somebody said something that was sort of funny and I think I brayed like a horse. <laughs> and there's a still sober particle in my brain going, it wasn't that funny. And you're being really, really loud. <laughs> I wonder what Frederick makes of this in a Boris Johnson style voice. Of, I think yeah. I scare the shit out of him. You know, this this uh, African-American woman turns up. Uh, smelling the piss and being yeah. very loud, uh, but drinking water and oh. Uh, yeah, shit. I think people know me as like, oh, she's the the fat black one who smells like hooch, right? So then, oh yeah, can I? Uh, so then there's there's a new guy, and we're gonna call him Mr. White. Okay. Why Mr. Okay, White? Okay, because he's he's a kid. He can't be any more than. 20 and and that's me saying that I, mm. I you know i'm not but he looks like he's like eight right mm. and he's a cute kid and he's really blonde and really pale and he doesn't say a word super right? shy yeah he's super shy right. so Fred introduces him as somebody that they used to work together mm. and i happen to know the guy who would would have been their boss, right? Yes. For various boring, really boring reasons. So I say by way of making nice with Mr. White, like to say, look, I'm not all that scary. I said to him, oh, you must have worked for Akbar, um, who was the, who's the, the editor of that magazine. Mm. Akbar is not his real name, by the way. Okay, can we just get that clear? That's fine. I'm okay. with you. I'm with so you. So I say to him, oh, so you must have worked for Akbar, who's the, the, the editor of that magazine. And you know Akbar, I know all Akbar. the person. Right. Yeah, so he's, yeah. this is your mutual link yeah, between you and thing. Frederick. So, and, so Mr. White looks at me and goes, I think you'll find he was the chief executive editor. Oh, dear. And I was like, I don't know why. Every time I say something to somebody, they bite my fucking head off. From silent to violent. Yeah, that's the only thing he said all night. From silent to violent. That's good. From white to shite. And he just sat there looking at the world's smallest iPad. 
that he had propped up at an angle in front of him. And he just sat like scrolling through it. Like the rest of us all have pens because we're all marking on each other's like pieces mm. and stuff like that. Because you're a writer. And I know he's, you know, he's a different generation, but still. So it's, it's a different a, generation. You're about nine years apart yeah, in age. No, I it's know, not but it's like, generational. It's just weird to have somebody sitting there looking like they're watching television when everybody else is talking. And and the only that's the I swear to I swear on your dog's life, Dookie, because I know how much that means to you. I swear he didn't say anything else that night except to correct me in a really shitty way that I'd gotten the guy's job title wrong. Right? Mm. And then bubbles. Mm. finds lesbian stuff in everything. So if somebody writes about uh, a scene where a char- two female characters are like having lunch, oh God, they must be lesbians because they're two women having lunch. Uh, somebody writes another scene about a servant girl in the Victorian era bringing her mistress uh, breakfast. Oh, and, bloody die. And, and yeah, and commenting on the flowers in the room. Gotta be a big Les. Mm. Gotta be a great big honking Les story, mm. right? And somebody comments on, somebody's writing a piece about some young women at a wedding in the Prohibition era. And they're like just talking about the bride. Couple of big funkin' honking dykes. Gotta be. Gotta be. Because, mm. you know, they, they, well, they gotta be wearing comfortable shoes, right? Yes. And I'm looking at her going, yeah. okay, so you're a lesbian. I, I get it. So am I. We can talk. Mm. That's great. Not everything that everybody's writing is a lesby story. That's all I'm saying. One can only hope. Well, you know, you could hope. I don't give a shit what people write is, you know, whatever, as long as it's good and it doesn't mm. bore the crap out of me. But I'm like, you know. Or- be annoying <laughs> or be annoying i'm just like you know just because two characters happen to be uh, vagina owners and to mm. be sharing occupying a, a similar space doesn't necessarily mean that they're lesbian not not no. necessarily no so i think she just needs us all to know that she's a lesbian she's really sweet i really like her a lot who would play bubbles in the film of this particular group oh god uh yeah. She's really young. Uh, she's like 23. Uh, she's got a cherubic face. She's quite pretty. She's pretty. And she's got really, really long, straggly black hair that's always in her face. And she's really kind of short, but round. Thora Birch. Ah, circa Birch, yeah. American Beauty. Yeah, you are good at this stuff. Okay. She's the only one there besides me who's not a size two, right? Which is, you know... Weird, because I'm like, uh, you and me are the only normal size people. That, everybody there is like a bunch of fucking anorexics, even the men. Mr. White is like, he looks like a chicken bone. You know what I mean? I'm like, this is weird. Now, the way you've described Mr. White. And I'm the only person of color there as mm. well, I might add. Yeah, you're the only, in a way, Mrs. Black. Exactly. But back to Mr. White. Is he a mini-me version of Frederick? Kind of, but he's prettier. Right. So, and I don't know whether Fred likes girls or likes boys or likes neither or likes both or likes a combo. I don't know. I was getting kind of a sugar daddy vibe. Oh. Because oh. every time Frederick mentioned he and Mr. White, he said we. So oh. he'd say, we're going to submit next week, meaning Mr. White's going to submit piece what? next week. And not that they're writing together. No. But they might be yeah, writing together. Yeah, yeah. So we're going to sugar daddy kind of vibe. So what else to say, Dookie? Speaking of skinny, mm. what is with the food? The last time that we spoke about the writing group, Frederick was getting his knickers in a twist about Bickies. Oh, Christ, the goddamn biscuits. Well, you know, I went on about that last time. So this time, it's fucking muffins. I mean, we're, we're getting up there Were the biggies as well? Uh, yeah, there, there are biscuits. And uh, so I've been back a few times now. And one week, uh, Frederick made these mini chocolate muffins. Mm. 
And then one week, Babs made homemade blueberry muffins. And Is this a writing group or Jesus. a baking uh, I'm like, so I'm sitting between Ms. Size 2 and Ms. Size 2, right? Mm. With my big fat ass, right? Which I don't give a shit about my fat ass. So, And I'm sitting between these two skinny white girls who are both going, should I have a muffin? I don't know if I should have a muffin. You know, you should have a muffin. Oh, no, it's so naughty to have a muffin. Oh, no, I really don't want to have the muffin. Oh, no, I could get fat in the muffin. Have the fucking muffin. So, you know what I'm going to do? Which, Sylv recommended something. I recommended that she take the entire plate of muffins mm. and draw it forward towards her across the table mm. and just eat them all one after the other own and it just like own, it. own those muffin motherfuckers and just like wipe the crumbs off of her lips belch really loud mm. and go oh i'm sorry did you guys want one <laughs> i'm so doing that i love that idea so hard it's like what okay so then this last week that I went, skinny size two muffin making girl decides to bring these really posh chocolates. Mm. We'll come to that in a minute. Also, Frederick decides to make scones. And when I get there, he's getting them out of the oven and he's f- whipping fresh cream. Like he's not getting <laughs> out of a squirty can. He's whipping it fresh, right? And he's got a, a jar of really posh jelly, right? Uh, Sorry, jam. Right. Right? And he's getting them out of the oven. And he says to Babs, I'm really sorry I couldn't read your whole piece today because my mom came by. And I'm like, firstly, like, bless him, right? His mommy dropped by. And secondly, but you had time to make scones? <sighs> Aren't we here to do writing? I apologize for not reading your piece, but here's a fucking scone here's and scone. some amazing clotted and cream to go with it. And Dookie. Also very messy. Well, thank messy you. Messy stuff to have thank for a writing you. group. Th- Describe what goes into eating a scone. A lot of crumbs and a lot of gooey mess. Yeah. It's a thing of beauty. I Yeah, they're great. But, but not for a writing group. So he's passing around plates. And not like paper plates, but like real plates. Mm. And then you got to have the pass, and then you got to cut the scone, and then you got to spread the jam on with one knife, and then you got to pass the cream around, and you got to be, and then you got to spoon the, and all of this is going around while we're trying to critique, and while the skinny girls are going, oh, no, 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 I really shouldn't, I really shouldn't, I really, and I'm like, oh. Listen, having a having a big fat ass isn't the worst thing that's ever going to happen to you. Me shoving that fucking plate up your fucking ass might be one of the worst things that ever happens to you. Mm. Oh, I'm going to wedge it up there, your skinny ass, right? <laughs> so this is all going on. And then posh chocolate woman brings out the posh chocolates. And it's one of those boxes like there's like maybe 14 chocolates and it looks like it costs like 20 pounds. I know the ones. You know, like you get it yeah, Harrods. Yeah. Absolutely. There's a story behind each and every yeah. variation. Yeah. There, yeah. It has a goddamn story. Yeah, designed by Matthew Chang yeah. in Hong Kong. Yeah. It's like that. <laughs> it's like a goddamn story. Satsuma fantasy merges yeah. Swiss milk chocolate. <laughs> With that unmistakable tang. Oh my God, were you there? <laughs> I'm best friends with Jane. <laughs> what the? I'm so stupid. Fair enough so for having stupid. some bickies and, you know, a hot beverage. But- I don't mind those ones like somebody gave me some at Christmas. They gave me a box of chocolates where you, before you bite into it, you can read what it is because... I, I hate the fruity fondant ones, mm. so I'd rather know before I bite into it because it's kind of disgusting to yeah. me. To me, so you know, mm-hmm. sometimes you'd rather know. But these 
these, from what Martha, you're saying, they had, they came with a story. Mm. Each. Satsuma fantasy. 14 fucking stories. Yeah, this was made by the golden gloved hands of fairies while they were riding their unicorns under the rainbow. <sighs> right? And it's going to give you flavors of cardamom and pistachio and bullshit. Mm. Right? So... She gets the box out, and skinny girls all start going, oh, you got chocolate. I don't know if I should have a chocolate. Bab starts reading all the stories about the chocolates. Not our stories that we're there to discuss. She gets the car, the pamphlet out that comes with the chocolate box and starts reading each and every goddamn story about all 14 of the goddamn chocolates. Reading them out? Yeah, out loud! So by the end of her reading that, she would have actually read out more words than Frederick did of the story which he couldn't do because he had to make those fucking scones. Dookie, mm. thank you. You know what I did? After I was laughing too loud and talking too loud. <laughs> you drank the rest of your well, vodka and tonic. Well, I swilled back the rest of my vodka and tonic. Mm. And I fucking ran. What, fucking ran, dude. What did you do? You know, the queen is leaving the building. Well, I just got, I mean, by this time I was pretty, pretty, you know, uh, woozy, as it were. And I was just thinking, I, I, don't say it out loud, Marsha. Don't say it out loud. Because sometimes things can come out of my mouth and, and they shouldn't. Don't say it out loud, but I nearly said, if we're all going to be reading stories about food, I'm going to go. <laughs> okay, because I'm not here. I like food. I mean, look at me. I love I love food. And it's great. It's just that that's not what I'm fucking there for. I love food. I love eating it. I hate talking about it. You know, like when you see mm. those, what is that show, Come Dine With Me? Yes. Where they all each have dinner parties at each other's houses? Correct. I just That's like my idea of living in hell. Like, you have to sit there for like an hour and talk about each fucking dish and, and how it works on your palate and all. Oh, I can't think of anything more heinous than to talk. I love to eat it. I don't want to talk about it. I mean, I mean, I think the most, Sylv, you and I will do is go, oh, this is really nice. Right? That's like the most, yes, if if we've made something or if we've got a takeaway that's particularly nice, we'll go, oh, this tastes really nice. Or you should you should try this because it's, it's really, really good. That's the most we'll do. But we don't go about in depth talking about how the flavor palette. No, it's a, I it's can't a writing imagine. Group. It's a writing group. These people are going to be very verbose and ornate Jesus, with their I can't. reviews of... I knew this guy, my friend, he was a brother-in-law of my friend. Well, he still is. And she served up a, a salad to him that had like some radicchio and some iceberg, whatever stuff, mm. just like lettuce. And he was like tasting it and going on about how it worked on his flavor palette. And I was like, I would have hit him. I would have had to hit him. He'll, I mean, it's lettuce leaves. He'll probably join your writing group next week. Yeah, exactly. She read out, Dookie, the story of the chocolates. And maybe, <sighs> hey, you know what? Maybe I should write a chapter called The Story of the Chocolates mm. about how some skinny bitches are all, like, obsessing over food. Sounds familiar. Yeah, like, hey, I wonder who this is based on. <laughs> and you know what I've done, too? Can I just tell you one thing, just to be annoying? Mm. So I'm writing my novel. And I'm not going to lie, it's autobiographical. Who gives a shit, right? It's autobiographical. I've called the character, the main character in it, my name. So one of the characters is called Marsha, mm. right? And 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 I'm not saying that that's not derivative, because if anybody's read Jeanette Winterson's uh, Orange is the Only Fruit, have you read that book? Oh, it's oh, that must be a lesbian story. Oh, God, yeah, it's a lesbian story. Yeah, of course. <laughs> of course I've read it, because I'm a lesbian. And, it, you know, ha have you read it? I have, yes. Okay, so you're like an honorary lesbian. I am. Besides the fact that it's just a great book, right? I also liked Charlotte Coleman in the television depiction. Oh, God, the, the television's amazing. Mm. Yeah. Uh, so, anyway. Oh, may she rest in peace. She was fun. I know. God, that I, you know, I think I actually cried when she died because she's amazing. Mm. So, and it's a great book anyway. It's just a great, right? Did you enjoy it? It was brilliant. Yeah, twice I enjoyed amazing the book. Amazing book. I enjoyed the 
television adaptation. Yeah. So and 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 she's and it's billed as a novel. It's and it's it's but you know there's a fine line between novel and memoir. But mm. she's billed it as a novel, and it's it's billed as kind of autobiographical fiction. And she uses her real name in it. She uses Jeanette. So you think you're gonna you're reading a novel, and then you think, oh wait, the main character is called Jeanette. Oh. So I thought I'm going to do the same thing. So, yeah, I am being derivative. But I also thought I'm going to fuck him up, you know, because mm. it because it's going to be awkward to critique me and to talk about the character Marsha to Marsha, my face. Right. And guess what? It fucked him up. Fucked them all up. They didn't know what to say. They're all sitting there looking at me like, yeah, well, this Marsha character. Yeah, well, she's I kind of like her like and I was like, yeah, and you're and you're just freaking out because you're you're trying to say, you know, I don't like you, but I like the character, you know, that kind of thing. But I'm a bit worried that she drinks too much. Yeah. And she smells faintly of piss. And cigarettes I smell like cigarettes and alcohol and piss, right? Well, pretty little girl over there is telling me about the story of the plum pudding flavored chocolate. It was a revelation. Yeah, apparently it was a revelation. So, <laughs> so I'm fucking them all up. They're having a feedback on this character called Marsha to Marsha. Did Biatchface, the twant, have anything to say about your latest work? Barely. Edition? Yeah, because she didn't say anything the first time, even though she was quite verbose about everybody else's. She came to me and, and you know, she didn't say anything. The, uh, this time, oh, she, she wasn't there the one night we were critiquing my piece. Oh, is that telling? I, I don't think it's a coincidence. So next week it's my turn up again, and and I'm just crossing my fingers that she's gonna be there, because I just want to see. You're gonna do it again. You're gonna do. You're not gonna say anything, and you have to feed back on my character Marsha to me, pretending like the character's not me. <laughs> so if you find the character annoying, you're gonna have to tell me that you find me actually to be annoying. <laughs> At least I'm just fucking with it now. At least he wouldn't be derivative. Yeah, I'm not. Hey, I might be annoying, but I'm not derivative. And I don't read stories about fucking chocolate. You want to do that? Go join a food club. Which you have. It's a fucking food club. It's a bunch of anorexics sitting around talking about fucking food. First meeting, Bickies. Second meeting... Mini muffins. Mini muffins. Third meeting scones. Yeah. Blueberry muffins. Fourth meeting, because I've been in four in total. Fourth meeting scones. And and chocolates with stories. Rather than being the great British (laughs) write-off, it's the... Uh, Yeah, you're going to say it, Dookie. It's the great British (laughs) bake-off. I think Fred's trying to make up for his deficiencies as a teacher. In fact, he kind of alluded to that. Like, Like, I'm doing this to make up for my deficiencies as a teacher. And I was like, you know, I nearly gave him a hug. No. I nearly gave him a hug. I was like, oh God, you know, don't be hopeless. Don't try to buy our affection with fucking pastries, man. I he's, mean, come on. He's feeding the problem. Yeah. I, he's I, not solving no, it. No, you, you know, mm. you can't. Sounds like I'm getting earnest, but that is what's happening. Oh, God. I think he needs to come out. With regards to him and Mr. White. Yeah, maybe, but, you know, who cares? But, you know, maybe. I don't care, but it might make him happier. If he's a sugar daddy, uh, you know, uh, that would be interesting. Hmm. Dookie, I said to her the other week, did you know, Martha, that you have, has it occurred to you that you have the option of not going to this group? Has Mm, that mm. actually occurred to you? Yeah, I had another friend say that to me, too. Like. I, you know, I know I have an option not to go. Oh, you've got an option. I got an option. Mm. And I'm not taking it. And if anybody wants to kind of tell me why, uh, email. DookieRadioShow at gmail.com. Dookie, can I just thank your listeners for listening to all this bullshit? Because, Christ. I mean, really? I just have one bit of advice. Yeah. Next time you go, yeah. make sure you keep your fags and Valium <laughs> in a safer place. Thanks. Well, that is indeed your lot. 
It is said that there are many people who suffer for their art, and Marsha has, through this writing group, become one of those people. Dealing with the onslaught of cakes, biscuits, and overly posh chocolates is a new occupational hazard for the young writer. I hope she doesn't damage her liver too much with that combination of Valium and vodka, however. You've been listening to Right Said Fred, Part 2. My name is Dukey and I have been your host. Until next time, may the worst of tomorrow be the best of yesterday. Now it's time for me to go and uh, <clears throat> pop my weasel. Thanks for listening. Half a pound of tuppenny rice, half a pound of treacle. That's the way the money goes. Pop goes the weasel. On Facebook page Facebook It's easy to find It will not take an age Facebook www.facebook.com Forward slash The Dukey Radio Show The Dukey Radio Show the thin white Dukey is right. Click your way to the Dukey Radio Show Facebook page. www.facebook.com forward slash the Dukey Radio Show. The Dukey Radio Show. The Dukey Radio Show. Biatch. Biatch face. What a twant. 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 twant.